You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome back to the Light Forge Podcast. We are doing priests now on the March of the Lich King uh, card review preview evaluation podcast. Uh, it's me, Adwukta. And uh, we're looking at Priest now. Uh, Priest has uh, one A-tier card. And it is a common card. So that alone makes it super, super powerful. Common A-tier cards are very rare. And um, in a low-power meta, like what's going to come, a low-power rotation, like what's going to come, this card is going to carry. And this is Mind Eater. Mind Eater is a 2-mana 3-2 undead. Death Rattle, add a copy of a card in your opponent's deck to your hand. So it is a fully on-curve minion that takes a card of about roughly equal power to anything in your deck and just gives it to you. That is an A-tier card. And that sheer amount of power is going to push the needle in the Priest's favor. Unfortunately for the priests, they're not really getting much past this. Um, but just that card itself, that's going to be helpful. So the next best card in priest in this meta is Shadow Word Undeath, which is uh, a rare card. Shadow Word Undeath is a five mana shadow spell. Uh, five mana, deal two damage to all enemies, like a consecration. If a friendly undead died after your last turn, deal two more. So Consecrations for 2 mana are like still 2016. We now know with the new Death Knight card that Consecrations should be 4 mana and draw a card. Uh, So they should really be like 3 mana. Uh, So what's a 5 mana card going to do? Well yeah, it should really deal like 4 damage. Uh, But this one doesn't quite deal 4 damage. It really deals 2 a lot of the times. You have to be able to kill off an undead, which you have no means of generating, for it to actually deal the 4 damage. So it's very tricky to actually get going. Now, if you don't get it going, just the Consecration, even for 5 mana, is not terrible. And if you do get it going, 5 mana deal 4 damage to everything is actually insanely powerful. So the card ends up being somewhere in the middle and ends up being a B. Um, it's not great. But this is still probably, especially as a priest, better than most cards in your deck. After this, the other two... Um, oh, not the other two. Let's just go, go do some more cards. Uh, Crystal Smith Cultist. Crystal Smith Cultist is another new card. It is a common card. One mana, one two. Battle Cry. If you're holding a Shadow Spell, gain plus one, plus one. Uh, this is a C tier card. One mana one twos are terrible. Uh, one mana two threes are amazing. Are you holding a shadow spell? I don't know. You might be. It's a C. Next one is Bone Caller. Bone Caller is a rare card. Four mana two four taunt. So it should be three mana. Death Rattle. Resurrect a friendly undead that died this game. So that death rattle is very good. You just need to have an undead that has died this game 
that is not like a token. Like you need like at least like a 2-2 that has died this game to make this card worth it. Probably more than a 2-2 really. So did it happen? If you play it on turn 4, it probably hasn't happened yet. But if you play it later on, then it probably has happened. But if you play it later on, what's a 4 mana 2-4 taunt? What's any mana 2-4 taunt, right? So this ends up being a C. It, it kind of doesn't come together in Arena. Because you're much more likely to have bad undead cards. Not bad, but just like small undead cards. Than you are to have large undead cards. And this is just going to give you a random one. Um, then you have Haunting Nightmare, which is a epic card. 3 mana, 3, 3 undead. Death Rattle. Haunt a card in your hand. When you play it, summon a 3, 3 soldier. So it's a 3 mana, 3, 3, which is terrible. But when it dies, a card gets haunted, which is a random card. You don't get to pick it. And when you play that card, you get another free 3-3 on the board. So the tempo comes a bit later. And it's a little uncertain. Like, if it haunts a card that is very situational or very high mana, you may not get it for a while. But you'll eventually get another 3-3. So it kind of makes up for it. It ends up being a C. Remember, a C is better than a spider tank. So this card is, is, is getting something here. But it's, it's a weird card. It's a deserved epic card. Alright, um, next let's do uh, the other common card. The other common card is Undying Allies. It is a zero mana shadow spell. After you play an undead this turn, get a reborn. This one's a D+. Plus. It is a zero mana card. It's not a lot of expectations for zero mana cards. They don't do a lot. They're just here to add tempo. So whenever you have an undead... You get a little bit of extra tempo with this one. That's all. It's a dead card a lot of the times, but it's zero mana, so it never gets in the way. Whenever you next play an undead, you just get that extra tempo. Like, what's a wisp, right? Like, a wisp is probably a D. This is better than a wisp. All right. Next up, we have Animate Dead. Animate Dead is a rare spell, one mana shadow spell. Resurrect a friendly minion that costs three mana or less. This is a D. Um, I mean, if you spend one mana and get like a two, three or something, even if it's not on curve, you're like pretty happy, I guess. Uh, it's just, it depends on what you play. There's not a lot of one drops, so your odds of getting something that's significantly higher than what you get for one mana is pretty good, actually. Unless you have uh, tokens and whatever to, to mess that up. But it is a bit RNG, and you can't play it on curve, which is mostly what the uses of those two and three mana uh, cost cards are. So, it just kind of doesn't serve a purpose. Like, at that point that you're playing this card, unless you, like catch that zone right where you play a two drop then that two drop dies and you play a two drop and then you animate dead so you effectively played a one mana three two or something you're not really getting value that is actually useful out of this card and uh, 
then we have Grave Digging. Grave Digging is an epic spell for mana shadow spell. Draw two cards. Cost one mana instead of four. If a friendly undead died after your last turn. So this is a very conditionally play card. Like four mana draw two cards is absolutely horrible. One mana draw two cards is amazing. But you have to have an undead. And then when it dies, you have to spend this one mana on that turn and play this card. So it's a bit rough if you don't have an undead in your hand or on the board when you get this card because you don't know when you're going to play it. On the other hand, you're probably not going to play this card even if it was something normal like 3 mana or 2 mana or whatever until later on anyway. So if you do have an undead, you'll just play the undead and you won't be like hurting for like having not played this card or whatever. And then when that undead dies, you then just get a cheap draw. So it sometimes works out but it oftentimes gets delayed a lot. Um, and you really need it to work out. Four mana draw two cards is like desperation levels of t anti-tempo. And so this one is a D. That's it for Priest. Overall, it's got some highs, it's got some lows. Um, as you probably expected, Priest deals a lot in the, uh, in the undead. Uh, and, uh, there's a lot of undead in this set to synergize stuff with. But their synergies just aren't all that good. So, you end up with your best priest card being Mind Eater. Which, again, is like this, like, semi-random card that's just adding cards to you. It's, like, generally good. But it doesn't really work with, uh, with anything specific. And your undead combos, they exist, but they're not good. So you're not getting much out of the combos. Maybe in this low uh, low power meta, that's enough to get somewhere, but it's a it's a little rough in terms of uh, in terms of building a priest package that that can you know make me excited to play priest. Mind Eater is such a big value card though, so just adding Mind Reader and the offering rate that Mind Reader will have, being a uh, a common class card uh, and an on curve card that you will always be glad to add to your deck, like. There's no deck in which you get to Mind Eater and you're like, oh, I have too much of X. I can't take a Mind Reader as normal value. Like, no, you're going to take a Mind Eater. So, that's Priest. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Legendary cards uh, next. Uh, let's go with High Cultist uh, Basileth. High Cultist Basileth. High Cultist Basileth. Is a 5 mana 3 5 battle cry resurrect all friendly undead that died after your last turn. I don't know what you're resurrecting. Hopefully, it's something. Maybe it's something good. It's very situational. This card's gonna be held in your hand forever. It's a D. You could high roll with it, um, and you're in control of it. You know what you're resurrecting. But the setup is, is just really hard to put together. And if you have this card, you should really just play it whenever. Like, I wouldn't high roll with it. If a friendly undead ever dies, just play it. <laughs> get it out there. Right? Remember, this is a D-plus card. There's no need to get really big value out of it unless it falls into your lap. Next is Sister Svalna. Svalna. Sister Svalna. 
Uh, legendary, 6 mana, 6-6 six, six undead. Battle cry, permanently add a Vision of Darkness to your hand. Okay, what is a Vision of Darkness? A Vision of Darkness is a 3 mana shadow spell that says, discover a shadow spell. This stays in your hand. So, it basically gives you a hero power. Where for 3 mana, you get to discover uh, a shadow spell. That's pretty damn good. Um, it's like a warlock hero power, but you don't hurt yourself, so it's forever. It doesn't replace your hero power, so you still have your priest hero power. And it just costs 1 extra mana than a normal hero power. It's very good. Now, a 6 mana 6-6 six, six is not that good. But it's not unplayably like bad tempo. Uh, so this ends up being a C+. You are not getting free spells, right? You still have to pay for it. It just locks in the inevitability that you win. Like, you will eventually win the game, if given enough time. But you're already behind on tempo, and your gains is all card advantage gains and anti-tempo gains. So, like, it feels like, oh my god, I win the game. How could this card only be a C+. Well... You don't win the game until you, like, tempo back out, right? And you're you're down on tempo, and nothing you gain helps your tempo for, like, many turns after. A lot of the factors is how long it takes before you can start getting value out of the stuff you do. And for Sister Svalna, unless you already have the board locked down, this card is hurting. And that hero power is not usable. Um, but if you have the good setup... Or if you play this card and then, you know, re regain the board, do all the whatever stuff, then you have guaranteed your inevitability. And you always have, like, an out with that hero power. So, yeah. That's, uh, that's the game. Uh, Priest. I don't know that I'm excited to use it. I think the power level for Priest is okay. Mostly because of the Mind Eater. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe the Undead Package comes together in a fun way. But maybe I'm just a hater. And I don't see the Undead Package as being particularly fun in any class. Uh, but but this, is, uh, this is Priest for you, this expansion. Uh, next, we will go to Rogue. See you guys there. Until then, this is Adwokta. Welcome back to the Lightforge podcast, March of the Lich King Arena card review. This is Adwokta, and we are on to Rogue. This is the most fun class in this expansion, hands down, because we have concoctions. So, before I explain what, con what any of these cards do... Um, I, I need to explain what concoctions are. So this video may take a while, or this podcast may take a while. Concoctions are a new mechanic for Rogue. And what a concoction is, is, you know what, I'm just going to explain it with one of the cards first. So the first most basic card is a Concoctor, which is a common card. It's a 1-mana, one 1-2-minion, one and it says, Battle Cry, add a random concoction to your hand. What are concoctions? Concoctions are spells. There are three mana spells. But the special thing about concoctions is if you have one concoction and then you add another concoction into your hand, they magically combine their abilities and you get two abilities for the same mana cost. If you get like three and four, the third and fourth one would then combine. 
So you, they don't all combine into one and make one super spell. But effectively, you want to get more than one concoction and combine them. But the concoctions themselves are actually just kind of normal spells. So even if you have just one concoction, you kind of just have like an okay spell that you can play anyway. So here are the concoctions. Slimy concoction. Three mana, summon a random three-cost minion. Okay, this is not good. Second one. Dreadful concoction. Three mana, destroy a random enemy minion. Hey, deadly shot. That's pretty good. Third one. Bubbling concoction. Three mana, deal three damage. Okay, not very good again. Hazy Concoction, 3 mana, add a card to your hand from another class. It costs 3 less. That's not bad at all. Uh, and finally, Gleaming Concoction, 3 mana, draw 2 cards. Arcane Intellect, that's okay. So, you get kind of an iffy card. Like, they're not current power levels of spells, but they're not like terrible or unplayable. They're all like D to C tier level cards. Uh, with Dreadful Concoction probably being the best. So that is a concoction. And a concoctor. And remember, the concoctions add on to each other. So if you get two concoctions, it will still cost three mana. It will just do two things. So with that being said, the first card we're going to review is Concoctor. That's a one mana, one, two, battle cry, add a random concoction to your hand. This one is a a tier card remember uh, i think there was another minion i forgot where it was it was earlier there was also a one mana one two that added some kind of like spell to your hand and uh, that got rated at a as well uh it's just very good when you spend one mana and you get a spell that's pretty normal that's like a c tier card if you also get an on curve minion that's insanely good like you can't get much more than that with uh with a one mana card so Concoctor, very good, A-tier card. There's more where this comes from. Concoctions are generally pretty good. The next one, um, the next Concoction card, we'll, we'll do this one. This one's another A-tier card. This one's epic, you won't see it a lot, but this is also a very good Concoction card. It's Vile Apothecary, 3 mana, 2-4 Undead. At the end of your turn, add a random concoction to your hand. So it's almost an on-curve minion, and you already get a random concoction into your hand from just playing it. If it survives a turn, you get another concoction to your hand, and this could potentially snowball. This is obviously better than Concoctor. A tier is kind of a large band. This is a pretty high A tier, not quite A+, plus, but pretty high A tier card. Concoctor is like barely an A tier card. Um, so yeah, Vile Apothecary. What other concoction cards are there? There's more concoction cards. Um, so okay, here's a, a normal concoction card. This one is Potion Belt. Uh, it's a rare card. Two mana. Discover two concoctions. This one's rated B tier. So it's still very good. Two mana, basically get two cards. Uh, discovering two concoctions means that you have a very good chance of getting a deadly shot, which is the good one. Um, and when you discover two concoctions, they magically combine together. So you're getting like three more manas like worth of stuff. Um, 
it's like two mana, get a card that saves you three mana. So you're getting on mana, and then they combine spell stuff. So this one is B tier. What other concoction stuff do we have? Um, okay, Ghoulish Alchemist. Uh, this one's not, I mean, it's concoction related, so we'll talk about it. It's D+. Plus. It's like a croc level. Uh, a little better than a croc level. It's uh, 2 mana, 3-2, undead. Battle cry, your next concoction costs 0 mana. So it's a pure synergy card. You have to get a concoction for it to happen. But whenever your next one hits, it's uh, it costs zero mana. If you notice so far, though, it's not really that easy to get concoctions. Concoctor is the only common one. Potion Belt is rare. And Vile Apothecary is epic. So from an arena perspective, it's not like concoctions are everywhere. Like, that's why this card isn't rated higher than, uh, than, than you may think. Because we just don't expect you to have that many concoctions. Now, that being said, this is a forever ability. Your next one just eventually costs zero. Uh, so we'll see how often you get concoctions. But in current predictions, we don't think you're going to get that many concoctions. To consistently be able to use this ability. All right. So I think those are the concoction cards, but there's also very good not concoction cards. Uh, the best card, in fact, in Rogue isn't even a concoction card. The best card in Rogue is an A-plus card. That's pretty good. That's almost an S-tier card. This is a card you got to watch out for. And it is Noxious Infiltrator. It is a rare card, 4 mana, 2, 5, Poisonous, which is okay. Um, Battle Cry. If a friendly undead died after your last turn, deal one damage to a minion. That basically means hard remove a minion. Because it has poisonous. So if the minion does not have a divine shield, it is dead. So it has a synergy with the uh, undead that adds a assassinate onto this card. And it is otherwise a 2-5 poisonous. And a 2-5 poisonous means that it is above curve like just by itself because for curve you're really considering not dealing damage to the face but how you trade with minions and this one's effectively a infinity uh, attack five health minion for four mana and that'll trade well with any four mana drop it'll either trade evenly or it'll eat it and it'll Definitely trade evenly with any 5-drop, but it could potentially eat a 5-drop too if it's like a 4-6 or something, or a 4-7. So Noxious Infiltrator is a very good card. This is an A-plus tier card. Uh, besides that, other good cards. We have some B-tier cards uh, that also don't have anything to do with concoctions. Uh, Ghostly Strike is a common card. This was very basic. One mana, deal one damage, combo, draw a card. So you will play it as a combo. It is only one mana. It is very easily comboed. But it means you can't use it as a combo starter. But whatever. If you're not like desperate for combo starter cards, this one's just one mana, draw a card, and you get to deal one free damage. That's a good card. Chad is saying better shiv. Yeah, I mean, it is a, a one mana shiv. 
then you have the epic card, Scourge Illusionist. This one's also rated B. Four mana, four four undead. Death Rattle, add a four four copy of another Death Rattle minion in your deck to your hand. It costs four less. That's that, that's good. Uh, a four four copy of another Death Rattle minion in your deck to your hand. So if it's like a very high uh, costing Death Rattle card, then this is not as good. But if it's a very low costing Death Rattle card, like four or less, then it is free. So you're not just getting another card; you're getting like a free card. You just have to have a Death Rattle minion in your deck. That being said, this is kind of off-curve in the beginning. It has to die for this to happen. There's some RNG involved in what you get. Um, and, uh, you know, you can get either a potentially a very small minion or you can get a large minion that will still cost mana for you to put out. Um, no matter what, though, it's always good. It's, uh, it's a B-tier card. Uh, part of the reason why it's not higher is because you don't really have that many Death Rattle minions in your deck. If you just think of how many Death Rattle minions you have in a typical arena draft, it's like three. So, you know, plenty of times you don't have any left in your deck when the, by the time you play does it trigger it. Not like the majority of times, but it's enough to really affect its value. Uh, one more card. It's the common one. Uh, the worst for last. It is Rotten Rodent. Rotten Rodent is a 2-mana two 2-1 two Undead Beast. Battlecry reduced the cost of all Death Rattle cards in your deck by 1. That is great if you are constructed and all your cards are Death Rattle cards. In Arena, like I said, you're just not going to have that many Death Rattle cards. I remember Reborn is not a Death Rattle. Uh, so this is a 2-mana two 2-1 two that maybe reduces some mana later on. Maybe. Who knows how much later on? It doesn't even reduce the cost in your hand. It's only in your deck. This one's an F-tier card. It's bad. Alright, so that's Rogue. Um, besides the legendary cards. Uh, the concoctions are very interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly excited about them. And uh, it's one of the few sets in which you actually want to play Rogue. Usually Rogue stuff is weird. It's very constructed leaning. It doesn't really work in Arena. Uh, or it's very boring for the things that do work in the arena. But here, this is a whole mechanic that functions in the arena, probably better than in Constructed. Nah, not better than Constructed, but it at least functions in arena. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's pretty interesting so, and very powerful. Um, and there's also other powerful rogue cards coming in. So this is a very good set for rogue. Uh, let's look at the legendary cards. The legendary cards, the first one is Shadow of Demise. It is a spell that says uh, each time you cast a spell, transform this into a copy of it. So it'll always be whatever the last spell you cast is. This is a D plus. It's not that you can't get something good with it eventually. It's just that oftentimes when you cast a spell, you don't really want to do it again. Like if you just drawn a bunch of cards with the spell, you don't want to draw all the cards again. If you just hard remove something, you probably don't want to hard remove another thing. Like maybe you do. They play two big things back to back. Um, but oftentimes you, you, you don't. Um, it also gets overwritten. You don't get to save what you want it to be. It just gets overwritten. So if you ever play like a bad spell, then for a while you can't use this card. It's just very situational. 
Uh, so it's a D plus. Spells are good still, uh, and you you can play your best spell and then play this afterwards whether it fits or not. But overall, it's a D plus. And the last uh, card uh, is another legendary. This one's really good. Uh, this is a A tier card, A tier legendary card. It is Potion Master Putricide. It is a two mana one four undead. After a minion dies, add a concoction to your hand. Remember, concoctions are super good. Uh, and after a minion dies, add a concoction to your hand. Uh, means any minion, not just friendly minions, including opponent's minions. You can get a lot of concoctions with this guy. Alright. That's Rogue. Um... I will see you guys in the uh, next one. We are going to do Shaman. Uh, until then, this is Zadlikta. Welcome to the LifeForge podcast. This is Adwikta, and we are doing the March of the Lich King card review, arena card review stream. This is getting very late. It is almost 12 o'clock. And uh, I made a terrible mistake starting this at the normal time. Um, I thought without Murps this would go a lot faster, but it's only gone a little bit faster. Um, I don't know. We still have to read all the cards out, and I guess I talk most of the time anyway in our normal card review. Okay, so we're on Shaman. Shaman is... It's, it's not bad. It's okay. Like, there's a bunch of cards that you can play with it, um, including some good ones, but... It's, uh, it, it's okay. It's okay. You'll see. You'll see. First card is a common card, and it is Harkener of Dread. This is a B-plus card, so pretty good. Uh, pretty good card. Almost premium. And it is a 5-mana 2-2 Undead with Taunt and a Death Rattle that summons a 6-6 six, six Undead with Taunt. That's 8-8 eight, eight of stats for 5-mana with Taunt. So that's pretty good. Um, and because they all have Taunts... They all kind of link together. You can't just like... Like one thing that you do... Like there were these cards like 4 mana, 1-1, one, one, uh, Death Rattle, Summon a 5-5. Five, five, and that was like okay maybe. Like that was like maybe a C tier card. Uh, and it was because you could just ignore it, right? And the next turn the 1-1 one, one has to hit something before the 5-5 five, five comes up. And then the 5-5 five, five at the turn after has to hit something. This gets rid of that problem because everything has taunt. So you have to first get rid of the 2-2. Two, two, and then you got to get rid of the 6-6. Six, six, and you can't really do much until you do that. So, that's why uh, this is a B plus, and that one one death rattle give you a five five card is like a C, maybe even a D plus. I don't know. I haven't valued it again. So that's Harkener of Dread. Um, it also gives you two undead bodies for for you to do undead shenanigans with. <clears throat> so that's your B plus card, and then you have a bunch of cards that are like around the C level. So let's do the two epic cards. The two Epic cards are, are both C pluses, so I'm doing them together. C plus is, eh, is a little below average in your deck, but it's fine. Uh, first one, Scourge Troll, is a one mana, one three undead. Death Rattle, given to this minion triggers twice. So you have to give a Death Rattle to this minion. Or give a Death Rattle to all your minions. And Shaman has a couple of these cards, not too much. You'll see, they have, uh, they have more in, uh, in this set. Uh, and if it happens here, it gets it gets it twice. Uh, 
that's fine. It's not a particularly big synergy, um, like a particularly easy to do synergy, but the effect is pretty good. And it's a one mana one three, right? Everything's a bonus. It's also an undead. The other epic card is Blightblood Berserker, which is eight mana. Again, this is a C plus. Uh, eight mana, three eight. Low stats, but it has Taunt, Lifesteal, Reborn, and also Death Rattle, deal three damage to a random enemy. So, it's it's got enough to make it a decent card, but it's it's pretty messy. Right, so you think about how Reborn works. Reborn is kind of like a reverse Divine Shield. So it's 3-8 with a Divine Shield. That's like, what, like a 3-10, a 3-11. Uh, taunt for 8 mana. That's still not good enough. Uh, Lifesteal, okay, still not good enough. Alright, well, you deal 3 damage to a random enemy twice because it's Reborn at some point. That could be to your opponent's face. You can't control it. Your opponent may control it, but it's like extra stuff. It's just, it's fine. Right? Like, it's fine. It's super, super annoying. Because remember, the lifesteal also works on the death rattle. Like, it's just, it's it's fine. And then the whole thing taunts. It's just incredibly annoying, incredibly defensive. It's it's fine. If you need the health, it's a lifesaver. If you don't need the health, it's it's fine. Um, Alright. Next up, let's talk about Unliving Champion. Unliving Champion is a common Shaman card. 3 mana, 3, 2, Undead. Battle Cry. If a friendly Undead died after your last turn, summon 2, 3, 2 Zombies. So, it's 3 mana for 3, 3, 2s. But it can only be comboed with uh, one of the Undeads dying. So, I mean, you're not going to play it as a 3 mana, 3, 2. That's super desperate. So it really is just the undead combo card. Um, and it's a C. Because it's a very good undead combo card. Three mana for three three twos? That's really good. And you are going to have some undeads. And they will die at some point, And then you just got to play this card afterwards. But again. I wouldn't say like situational for these undead synergies. I would say more like you're forced to play it on turns where it may not be mana efficient for you to be forced to play this card. And yet you still have to. Like, it's very annoying. But the power is there. And the inevitability that at some point one of your undeads is going to be played and be dead. Um, it'll be interesting to see how annoying these cards are in the arena to actually play and get triggered off of. But we, we, we have it as, as a C. Because the ability is very powerful. And the trigger is not that hard to fulfill. Alright, let's do Prescience. This one's a rare Shaman spell, 4 mana shadow spell. Draw 2 minions. For each that costs 5 or more, summon a 2-3 spirit with taunt. This one ends up being a C. 4 mana draw 2 minions is awful. But if you can summon even 1-2-3 spirit with taunts, it is amazing. Because then you've just spent like two extra mana to draw two minions, right? And that's good. So it's just when you draw two cards, what are the odds of getting uh, of getting a uh, uh, a five mana minion or more? And so we worked out the numbers. It's fine. This one ends up uh, this one ends up being a C. 
Alright, let's talk about Death Weaver Aura. Two mana shadow spell, common. Give a minion Death Rattle. Summon two, three, two zombies. Overload one. So it's two mana, and you get two, three, sorry, it's three mana basically because it overloads one, and you get two, three, two zombies. That's worth it for three mana, but you have to have a friendly minion, and it's all delayed because it has to die. So it ends up being an eight. Uh, sorry, ends up being a D. Having to put it on a friendly minion and one that dies, so like probably not like a totem or something, um, and then you get your three two zombie later unless it can die on this turn, and it's not a cur card. All hurts it. Then we have Shadow Suffusion. Shadow Suffusion is a rare spell, three mana shadow. Give your minions Death Rattle. Deal three damage to a random enemy. This one's D. Death Rattle deal 3 damage to a random enemy is not that good. It can go face. You don't know you don't always control it because your opponent can like let's say clear its board and then finish the last guy on the guy that you have with this buff. But you're putting it on all your minions, including minions you play on this turn. So for 3 mana, you actually get like a decent amount of stuff. So even though the stuff is not good and it's very random, you get so much of it that it's not like a totally undraftable card. It's still not good, um, but it ends up being a D. Just the 3 damage to random enemy rather than random enemy minion is, is a tough pill to swallow. Um, but hey, you're a shaman, you can have a large board, and at a certain point it's going to be worth it. Finally, the last non-legendary card is a basically unplayable card. It is uh, from the other side. 10 mana, shadow spell. Summon a copy of each minion in your hand. They attack random enemy minions, then die. So unless you have some death rattle synergies going on, uh, or reborn synergies going on, this is just a weird removal spell for 10 mana. It doesn't guarantee that it removes all your opponent's minions. In fact, depending on what's in your hand, and remember, Shaman has draw issues for the most part. Um, you're going to run out of cards at some point. It may not even deal all that much damage. Uh, and it's 10 mana. Like, this is an unplayable card in the arena. It is an F. Okay, so that's Shaman. Like, it functions. It's weird, but it functions. I don't know. The The interesting cards are less good than the not interesting cards for Shaman. I'm not, I'm not too excited about this uh, overall, but we'll see. There's enough interesting things in here that if I'm forced to draft it and do stuff with it, it could be interesting. But it all feels kind of like slow and grindy to me. Um, alright, let's look at the legendary cards. First legendary cards, Rotgill. Rotgill is a 5 mana, 3, 6 undead murloc. Battlecry, give your other minions. Death Rattle, give your minions plus 1, plus 1. Okay, let's break this down. It's 5 mana for a 3, 6. That should be 4 mana. So, you better get your other minions this ability. What happens if you give some of your other minions this ability? Well, it's five mana. You're probably not going to be able to play more than one minion with this guy to give this ability to. So any other ones have to be survivors from prior turns. 
How many survive? Probably not that much. Now, once you give these minions stuff, it has Death Rattle, give your minions plus one, plus one. So you can't trigger this ability immediately. Instead, you have to wait. Your opponent can then clear your board and then start triggering this ability so that it doesn't have as much effect, if any effect. Or, if your opponent doesn't trigger it, then the next turn, you can actually kill off stuff, maybe, and while filling the board, and then you'll get a good buff. Uh, it's a lot of ifs. It's a lot, 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 lot of ifs. It ends up being a B, because the upside is really big, actually. If you can give some of your minions plus one, plus one, uh, like, multiple times, that becomes unstoppable, right? Like, you have totems, you can fill up the board. Like, your opponent needs to take care of this if you can hit a board with it. Not even a very large board, but, like, some kind of board. Uh, but oftentimes, if not most of the time, your opponent can either prevent you from ever getting the board that you need to play this card, and then it's kind of a dead card. Uh, or your opponent will be able to kill everything the turn after that in a way that doesn't give these death rattles significant uh, uh, runway and effect. So overall, it is a B. It is a good card. You want it, um, but it's a risky play. I mean, it's not that risky. You always get at least a 4-drop out of it, and your opponent will scramble to do stuff afterwards, right? And that has value in and of itself. But it's just, you're not going to get B value out of it all that often. You're either going to get, like, D value, or you're going to get, like, A-plus value. Depending on what you have and what your opponent has. Uh, next legendary is Overlord Draku. Overlord Draku is an S-tier card. This is your last S-tier card of the set. Uh, it is legendary, it is S-tier, and you will see why it is S-tier once I redo the ability, because this is bullshit. This is just totally ridiculous. I don't know what they were thinking of. It just it destroys Arena. It is a 9-mana 6-8 card with Rush and Wind Fury. So it will hit twice when it comes out. 9 mana, 6, 8. Rush and Wind Fury. 8 health. It will Wind Fury. Uh, unless there's a giant taunt in the way. Its ability is this. After this attacks and kills a minion. It has 6 attack. It's going to kill the minion. Resurrect it on your side. So it's dealing 6 damage twice right off the bat. And you're getting whatever the hell you're killing. And this could live too. This may not be dead at the end of this. And it could like kill more stuff and resurrect more things. Or it could just go face twice and deal 12 damage the next turn. Like this card is absurdly good. In every situation. It's an S tier card. It's not more than an S tier card. It is limited in what it can do, right? It can only give you two more other minions and remove two things. And still exist. Is that a lot? Yeah, but it's also 9 mana. It should get a lot. Not that much, but it should already get a lot. So it's not like an S plus tier card or anything. It's definitely not like an S plus plus tier card. You start comparing this to like the Colossal stuff, this is going to lose out. But it's still an S tier card. Super good. Alright. That's Shaman. Uh, uh, 
like it's a package it's doing stuff but the package is not good enough i don't know maybe it'll come together but i don't think so i think this is going to be one of those things that is just kind of not good enough for you to draft enough of it for all the death rattly things to work out and then you just end up with some like undead synergies here or there some individually powerful cards like harkener of dread is just two undead bodies in in a, in a good stat way right like this is your best card and and that's what it's doing now having two having a good undead body is uh, like druid has one too in that uh in that one drop that's a good thing in and of itself right because that can start other synergies even if they're neutral synergies and not synergies that your class has with the undead um, but you kind of have to piece it together. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. We'll see. This is Shaman. I'm Adwikta. I'll see you in the next one. We got two more classes to go through. Warlock and Warrior. And then we are done for the night. See you guys on the other side. Welcome back. This is Adwikta. You are watching or listening to the Lightforge podcast card review for March of the Lich King. We are getting so close to the end. We are a Warlock. I'm going to preface this by saying the best card of Warlock is an A-plus card. We always get questions of uh, what is the best card, right? What is the best card and the best card, uh, like, what is the best class card? And we, we already know what the best class card is. It's that Paladin, like, Dragon Discover plus a free 5-5 five, five Dragon Manathurst card. Uh, we, we went over that. Flight of the Bronze. No, no, no questions asked. But what follows after that, when it comes to the class cards, is uh, your A-plus cards, which are really good. And we just went over Noxious Infiltrator a little bit ago from, uh, from Rogue. That's the 2-5 Poisonous for 4 mana that also potentially assassinates. Uh, but there is one more A-plus card, and Warlock has it. I wouldn't say the overall package of Warlock is great, but this particular card is, oh my god. You're going to look at it and just think, why does this exist? And like Noxious Infiltrator, it's also a rare card. It is Twisted Tether. Not Twisting Nether, Twisted Tether. Four mana, Shadow Spell. Destroy a minion. That's, that's where the card should end. But, but, but it doesn't end there. The card then goes on to say, because remember, Assassinate is 4 mana, and it destroys a minion. Twisted Tether is 4 mana, it destroys a minion, and give its stats to a random undead in your hand. So in addition to destroying a minion, and remember, you don't even need an undead in your hand to destroy a minion. That part is unconditional. If you happen to have an undead minion in your hand, though, it gains the stats of the frickin' hard removal. What are you hard removing? An 8 8, a 6 6, a 5 5? Who cares? You get an extra like 10 or 12 or however much stats in your hand. They could probably play the next turn, if not the same turn. I don't know what else to say about this. Um, it does have to be an undead minion. So you do have to have an undead in your hand. 
you, you will probably have an undead in your hand. And if you have this card, you will be sure not to play the freaking undead in your hand. You will have at least un, one undead in your hand at all times uh, until you play this card. Because it is that swingy of a card and that good to have this ability trigger. But it is a little... Like, you're not just getting a free 5-5, five five, right? This isn't Flight of the Dragon or whatever, where you get a free 5-5 five five with Taunt. Here, you have to synergize with an Undead in your hand, which is not a hard condition to fill. But, but it is a condition. Okay. That's Twisted Tether. It's completely ridiculous. And um, you're going to have to deal with it. Just a guaranteed swing. I mean, a not guaranteed swing, but easy to fulfill condition swing. The second best card from Warlock is a B-tier card, and it's another rare card. So again, these are not common cards, uh, and it's only a B-tier card, so you see the drop-off already. And it's Savage Ymirjar. Savage Ymirjar is a 5-mana 7-7 seven, seven rush. That sounds really good. But Battlecry, discard two cards. Discard two cards is rough. Uh, it, 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 it's, just, it's rough, there's no way about it. It's a, it's a B-tier card. Um, I think back in the day, it was like a 5-7 a, a rush with Battlecry, discard two cards. Or maybe that was charge. Uh, but, but now it's a 7-7 seven, seven in, the, in the modern era. And yeah, it is a, a B-tier card. It's also an undead. Uh, B-tier cards are better than the average card in your deck. This card is still very good. Just want to make that clear. Don't let the discard two cards thing like totally throw you off, but it is uh, it is a thing. It is uh, it is a thing that you generally don't want to happen. Uh, and that price does put a dent in this otherwise really 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 good card. Um, okay, uh, after this, there's a C plus card that is uh, that is common. And that one is Walking Dead. We're just going to do the common cards right now, actually. So from the best to worst of the common cards, which are not as good as those two rare cards, is uh, Walking Dead, uh, C+, 3 mana, 2, 5, Undead, Taunt. If you discard this minion, summon it. I mean, 3 mana, 2, 5, Taunts are Undead, or like super good for Warlocks. Uh, and as you see, there are discard synergies. Uh, you'll see there's more discard synergies. And you may get discard synergies from uh, Core or the other class cards that are being brought in. So this is not a, a pointless text. And uh, if you discard it, summoning it, getting a free 2-5 taunt is pretty damn good. Uh, next up, common card is Infantry Reanimator. Infantry Reanimator is a 6-mana 4-4. Battlecry, resurrect a friendly undead, give it reborn. You gotta have a friendly undead, it's random, so you better hope at least some of the friendly undeads that you could trigger is of a decent size or has death rattles, um, and then it gives it reborn, so it gets even bigger. It's like unplayable without a random undead though. Like it's a 6 mana 4-4. Four, four. You gotta make up for it by having a decent size or like a good shot at a decent size uh, undead that has already died on your side. So it's a little situational. Um, it ends up just being a bag of stats, and the stats may is RNG whether how good it is. So it is a C. The numbers do work out kind of in its favor, but there's a lot of randomness, and you do have to set it up. Uh, finally, the other common card is Scourge Supplies, 
three mana, draw three cards, choose one to discard. This one's a D plus. Um, it's like Arcane Intellect, but like a little better because you get a little choice of which one you don't want. But you're also a Warlock, where drawing cards just isn't as important because of your hero power. So, I mean, Arcane Intellect isn't good. This one's better than Arcane Intellect, but it's a Warlock, so it's a D plus. Uh, yeah, um, after this, there's also some cards that are, you know, even worse. Uh, Amorphous Slime is a D. Amorphous Slime is an epic card. 5 mana, 5, 3. Battle Cry, discard a random undead. Death Rattle, summon a copy of it. Um, good synergies with those undeads that you want to discard, like the, the Walking Dead. But otherwise... It's a 5 out of 5-3. So you need the undead, right? Like, to be summoned later. Or else this is a super terrible card. And that undead has to be of a decent size to make up for the fact that this is understated. Um, it's just, it's hard for it to come together, right? And even when it comes together, that undead has to be super big for, for this to be like a positive thing. Rather than just kind of like holding it together and being okay and playable. Uh, so this is a D. A lot of setup, not a lot of reward. Uh, Alright. Next we have even worse cards. Uh, Soul Barrage. This one's an F+. Plus. 5 mana shadow spell. When you play or discard this, deal 6 damage randomly split among all enemies. 6 damage randomly split among all enemies is, is bad. It's terrible. It's not worth anywhere near 5 mana. Um, but if you can discard it, it just gets to be free damage, then it gets to be pretty good. So it's almost entirely a combo card. And then finally, Shallow Grave. Shallow Grave is an epic card. Two mana, trigger a friendly minion's death rattle, then destroy it. I don't know what you're casting this on. It's clearly some kind of combo card. Do you have that other combo piece? Almost certainly not. It's F. It is not. It is not going to work in Arena. So that's Warlock. There's the, the main thing they're trying to do with Warlock are these like discard synergies. And I don't think the cards are good enough for the discard synergies to like really work out. But you'll be able to pull it off here and there. Like there's just kind of normal discard cards in Warlock. Um, and these cards are... Some of them are draftable and playable. So, they're like little bonuses. Um, and for Warlock, most of what you're doing is with the hero power anyway. So maybe the little bonuses are, are enough uh, to keep the interest. But the big one, the big, 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 super good card uh, is the Twisted Tether. And that's just, that's just a bomb. Big swing, hard removal, all there. Uh, alright, let's look at the, um, uh, the legendaries. First legendary, Devourer of Souls, 1 mana, 1-3 one, undead, already pretty damn good. After a friendly minion dies, gain its death rattle. Okay, so how many, can you really time your friendly minion death rattle, like, deaths with this card? It's probably not, even if you do have the synergies, it's gonna be hard to. But, if you do get it done... That's really good. Like, for a one-mana card to gain an extra death rattle of 
you know, who knows what the death rattle is, right? Like, maybe you summon a 2-2, maybe you draw a card. Like, that's huge for a 1-mana one 1-3. One so, this comes out to be a B. It is actually quite good. Like, that ability is worth something. Because in the event that you do get it to trigger, and you could trigger it as many times as you want to if you have uh, more abilities. Uh, and if you do get it to trigger, it, it's kind of gaining insane value for a 1-mana card. And the other legendary card is a Darkon Drathir. Darkon Drathir is an 8 mana 6 6 undead with lifesteal. At the end of your turn, deal 6 damage to the enemy hero. So at the end of the turn, you gain 6 health, your opponent loses 6 health at the end of every single turn. Otherwise, it's the 8 mana 6 6 with lifesteal itself. So it'll heal you even more, even if it gets damaged or like you're hitting face or whatever. It's a pretty fair card. You're you're paying a lot of you're paying a quite a hefty price, right? You're paying more than two mana for all the life you're gaining and all the damage you're dealing to your opponent. But six damage to the enemy hero. That's a lot. More importantly, if they don't kill this thing, that's another six the next turn. Like that's just it's potentially game ending. So you're paying the price in terms of the mana. And you are doing this weird combo of healing yourself and hurting your opponent, which is usually not something you need. You usually need one or the other, not both. Um, but you are getting a lot. Like, how many cards can potentially deal two, 12 damage? Sorry, not 12. Uh, 18, because this thing can attack face too, if it, assuming it's alive. Like, how many cards can deal 18 damage to your opponent's face over the course of one active turn. Almost none. And while doing that, it's healing you up to full. So you are, you're paying the price, but you are getting something quite good out of it as well. So it ends up being a C plus. Alright. Um, that's it for Warlock. Oh, I do not like Twisted Tether as a card in this game. Um, but it's at least trying to do something. Like, I hate the stuff that, like, Druid or Demon Hunter got where it's either not trying to do anything at all or it's trying to do something that clearly just doesn't come together in Arena. This one could. This discard package could come together. And there's an anchor card that's just kind of good, right? Like, that is not a part of uh, the, the package. That's just independently good. Um, and it's Warlock, so the hero power always drives a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting plays, um, depending on the meta, uh, by itself. So, that's Warlock. I think it'll be in a good place in the, in the coming meta. Um, if you remember, and just in, in the experience of the past couple of, uh, kind of weak metas, Warlocks have always done pretty good. And that's because that hero power, like the weaker the cards are, the more important the hero powers are. Warlock has the best hero power, or, or Demon Hunter. So, Warlocks are probably going to do pretty good just on the basis of that hero power and this Twisted Tether card, even though it's a rare card, uh, that got added. And that is, uh, yeah. Um, I... I foresee it uh, as one of the one of the good classes, almost no matter what happens with the rest of the meta. 
that's it for Warlock, and we will I will see you guys for the final one, which is Warrior, coming up next. Until then, this is Adwikta. Welcome back to the Lightforge Podcast. Uh, March of the Lich King card review. This is this is the last one. This is Warrior. We are at the end. If you're wondering, hey, isn't there this Death Knight class that everyone's talking about? What about Death Knight? We already did Death Knight two weeks ago. If you just look at the prior episode of the Lightforge Podcast or the prior video series, not series, just video. Uh, that we put up. It is uh, Lightforge 374, or I think it's just called like the Death Knight card review uh, on YouTube. Uh, that'll be there, and it'll be all the cards. So if you're looking for Death Knight, go there. Uh, otherwise, this is going to be the last video slash last uh, podcast episode uh, or portion, segment, whatever. Um, and we're going to cover Warrior. So, um, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and do that. Um, Warrior got really powerful cards. Not really a surprise. Warrior usually gets powerful cards because its hero power is eh. So, the first big cards, and Warriors, the most powerful Warrior cards are their rare cards. The first one is Ember of Strength. Embers of Strength is a A-tier card. A-tier card. Super good. Two mana, fire spell. Summon two, one, two guards with taunt. So, so, so that in and of itself is good for a two mana card. Two, one, two guards with taunt. That is uh, better than an Anoyotron. Uh, that is good. Mana thirst six. Give them plus one, plus two. So if you just play this on turn six or after, you get two... Two four taunts for two mana. That's, that's, that's really good. That's, that's a lot of taunt. It's a good amount of stats on the board too, and it's for two mana. Like you can't really ask for more than that. That is four eight six. That's twelve stats, taunt for two mana. Like super good. Okay. The other good card for warrior that is uh, also a tier rated. Is Sunfire Smithing. Is this called on? Is Warrior the only A tier? Oh, oh no. Uh, Rogue has a whole bunch of A tier cards. And that's it though. Yeah. Behind Rogue, Warrior is the second highest rated uh, class for this expansion. Sunfire Smithing. Four mana fire spell. Equip a 4 2 sword. So you already know it's good. But that's not it. Afterwards, give a random minion in your hand plus four plus two. So in case you thought something like True Silver wasn't good enough anymore, which it kind of isn't. It's kind of a normal class card at this point. Um, especially for Warrior, which has other weapons. Uh, you're also just getting six extra stats onto a minion. Just six extra stats. You could probably play the minion the next turn, or on the same turn, if you're playing this later on. I don't know why it's like this. It's just kind of an absurd card. Um, it's A tier. 
So besides these A-tier cards, you also have some B-tier cards. The common B-tier card, uh, which is still better than the average card in your deck, is a Silver Fire Stewart. Silver Fire... Silver Fury, sorry. Silver Fury Stowart is a 6-mana 4-8 Taunt with Rush. And it can't be targeted by spells or hero powers. So it's a 4-8 Rush... Which is about right for 6 mana. Uh, then it also has Taunt. Which is a bit of a bonus. It has more health than it has attack. So, you know, he gets some Taunt afterwards. And then there's another bonus. It can't be targeted by spells or hero powers. It's a B. Uh, there's enough things going on with it to bump it up to a B. But overall, it's kind of properly statted. Okay. Uh, the other two B tier cards are the two epic cards. So you're not going to see these a lot, but they are good. Uh, one is Sun Fairy Champion, 1 mana, 1, 3. After you cast a Fire Spell, deal 1 damage to all minions. So uh, we've seen this before, you know, in a, in a core card. It is, uh, it is Pyromancer. And uh, this one has 3 health instead of 2, though. So that makes it nicer. It's also only 1 mana, so that makes it more easy to immediately combo. It's, uh, it's a B. Disruptive Spellbreaker. This is a weird card. So this is an epic card in Warrior. And uh, this means that Warriors can now just do this. This is like a Warrior thing now. And I don't think this was ever a Warrior thing before this. So they're expanding what Warriors can do. It's a 5 mana 4-5 card that says at the end of your turn, your opponent discards a spell. So Warriors now have Disruption. I mean, all classes kind of have disruption, but warriors have specific spell disruption, which is an interesting direction to go with warrior. Uh, but uh, this is this is it. Yeah, this is a thing. Um, your opponent has to have a spell for this to do anything. You're, you're losing stats because of it. It's a five mana four or five. It's low stats, so you better make sure your opponent has a spell. You have no way of making sure your opponent has a spell unless they generated one, right? Uh, so you kind of just like hope for the best. But it's also useful if they don't discard anything, and then you can have a really good read, right, that they have no spells. I mean, they could have top decked a spell afterwards, but generally that they're not holding a spell. So that's also useful, even though you'd rather have them discard a spell. Um, it ends up being a B. It's pretty fairly priced. Um, and if it triggers again, what are the odds they have two spells? Maybe some. But if they have two spells, they know this card is on the board now. They're going to use their freaking spells the next turn. So this will almost never trigger a second time. Um, but having them use all their spells immediately and dump their hand is, uh, is also like a, a, a benefit in and of itself, right? So a lot of things happening with this card. Overall, it's a B. It's not like super amazing good, but it is good. Next up is let's go with some of the common cards this one's the c tier card kind of a normalish card a little better than the yeti a light of the phoenix is what it's called it's a format of fire spell draw two cards cost one less for each damage friendly character you're probably damaged i mean like your, your hero has probably like lost some health not that you know you are psychologically damaged as a human being because you have played hearthstone arena for way too long 
Uh, so it's probably a three mana draw two cards at its base. And then as your minions uh, get damaged, uh, it could be two mana, and that'll be nice. Sometimes it could be one mana, and that'll be even nicer. So this is significantly better than our Arcane Intellect. It is a C-tier card. The other common card is Blazing Power. It is a D-plus card, so somewhere between a Croc and a Yeti. It's not great, but it's draftable. Uh, two mana fire spell, give a minion plus one plus one, repeat for each damage friendly character. Again, you're damaged, uh, you can maybe some of the other characters are damaged, but you know, it's at least a two mana plus two plus two if you're not trying to play it on curve. Uh, and then it will uh, potentially be a two mana plus three plus three, which would be nice. But for the most part, it's a two mana plus two plus two, um, and you can't play it. In the early turns, which is actually, like, if you look at normal two mana plus two plus two, like, spells, uh, they, they, they are actually rated decently, and this one is rated poorly. And that's because there is a number of turns, potentially, in which you don't get to play this card. You'll eventually get damaged, but you, for a two mana card, you don't want to be waiting if you already have it in your hand to be able to use this. And you kind of have to. So, it gets pretty awkward. Much more awkward uh, than the uh, Light of the Phoenix. Because the Light of the Phoenix is about drawing cards. And you don't really want to draw cards until later on in the game anyway. Because uh, you would be anti-tempoing by spending the mana. So, Light of the Phoenix works with what you're trying to do. And getting damaged stuff. Whereas, uh, Blazing Power works against that. Like, you want to play it for tempo as early as possible. And you're not allowed to. Sometimes. Uh, finally, the last non-legendary card is Last Stand. It is a rare spell. Four mana. Draw a taunt minion. Double its stats. This one's a D+. That's a lot of mana you're committing to drawing a taunt minion uh, from your deck. You also may not have a taunt minion in your deck. You probably do, but you may not. Uh, but even in the event that you do have one, doubling its stats... Is that worth, like, three mana? Because, like, drawing a minion for one mana... Drawing a taunt minion for one mana isn't even worth it, really. But, like, anyway, is doubling your stats worth three mana? Uh, if you could play it this turn, maybe? If you have to delay a turn before you get those stats because you already spent four mana freaking drawing the thing and the thing has its own, like, casting cost? <sighs> Depends, right? You also don't know what you're drawing. It's random. If you draw an Annoiltron, doubling its stats does nothing. If you draw, like, a big taunt, doubling its stats is ridiculous. Potentially game-winning. It's just a lot of RNG, and you're committing a lot of mana to it. It's D+. It's not undraftable. Like, it's better than a croc, but you'd rather have the stability of a Yeti. Alright, so that's Warrior. There's a lot of stuff here. A lot of it is good. You could look at some of the synergies as like there's fire synergies, there's things getting injured synergies. Does it all come together? It doesn't matter. It doesn't need to come together. There's taunts. Nothing needs to come together. They're just individually strong pieces. And uh, you've added enough of it to make... Like to kind of keep the warrior where it is, right? Because warrior always needs strong cards or else the hero power sinks it. So this is kind of a appropriate installation for warrior it will keep its power level at the good level uh we'll finish this up with the two legendaries both legendaries are a tier cards 
They're both good. Really good. Not S, but A. First one is Asvadon the Grand Shield. 3 mana, 3 3. Battle Cry, cast a copy of the last spell your opponent played. 3 mana, 3 3. Obviously not that great. Uh, but this is the last spell your opponent played. So as long as your opponent played something at some point, even if it's just a coin, you're going to get something out of this. And honestly, playing this for the coin is not a terrible idea if you get to do something with that mana. So this one is a A-tier card. If you're, you can also just hold it and wait till your opponent plays like some kind of bomb or whatever, and then like try to like counter bomb them. Um, or if your opponent plays a card that draws a bunch of cards, you can like copy them. There's a, a lot of good things uh, that you can do with this. And the best part really for this is that it's kind of an on-curve three drop too, depending on what your opponent has played before. Uh, targets are random. Yes, targets are random. So certain spells are better to copy than others. Um, but yeah, uh, you, uh, you want to notice that like, even though this is less controllable than that rogue card that just kind of copies that that rogue card ended up being a D or something, and this one's an A. Like, this is a huge difference. I'm like, why is there such a huge difference? Um, one is because you don't want to really copy uh, what, what you're doing again. That's not good. Uh, two, you want, like, you want to copy what your opponents are doing because they're the ones that could swing and then you may need to counter swing. But the most important part is that this is a 3-drop. It may not be a great 3-drop, but it could be a great 3-drop. Or, at the very least, it could be like a bad 3-drop. And that has actually a lot of value in this game. Like You may think like D to A, that's a huge jump. But the fact that this is a potential 3-drop is probably responsible for more than a whole tier out of that. Okay, the other legendary card is Thori Balor. Thori Balor is a four mana four four. It has Rush. It has a Death Rattle. The Death Rattle says Go Dormant. Cast a Fire Spell to revive Thori Balor, and it can revive up to two times. So it's not infinite revive. Um. You get a couple of decent fire spells in uh, in this expansion. Otherwise, there's not that many fire spells in uh, in Warrior, but you can cast them at any time, and it revives them. So four mana four four rush is already pretty decent, and then just at any time that you happen to get a fire spell, you just get an extra four mana four four rush. Uh, so that's that's an A tier for you. Alright, that's it. That is the whole March of the Lich King card review. I mean, if you noticed, there are some good class cards. But for the most part, it's kind of a weak set outside of neutrals. And even in neutrals, it is a pretty weak set outside of the top three cards. So... I think overall, a lot of the review in the class card sections is just me being disappointed at what the class cards are, or at least being like, uh, not, like they're not, they're too normal. 
even the powerful ones, right? They just like do stuff. It feels like a set that's kind of convoluted, but it should be coming four years ago with the power level of now, but the type of stuff that it's doing, right? It's just doing pretty basic things. And that's the whole theme of March of the Lich King. Like if there's one theme to put in March of the Lich King, whether it is Death Knight or whether it is all the cards that they put in, is that very normal things are happening. It is crouched in a lot of words. This is probably the most wordy expansion that I've ever seen. But between all the words and all the fancy Death Knight stuff, it is just very, very down-to-earth, normal Hearthstone stuff that is happening. And it is happening at the appropriate modern power level. It is not pushing the envelope. It is not, like, super bad or anything. It's just unexciting, very normal things that they have tried to package in as exciting of a way as possible. And overall, that's probably okay for Arena. Like, Arena is all about the unexciting stuff. Like, the unexciting stuff is what matters in the arena. So you actually have a lot of pieces over here that'll fit nicely, if unexcitingly, into the arena, including Death Knight. And you'll get a pretty familiar experience. Um, these cards are going to feel powerful because the, the, the sets they're bringing back are not powerful sets for the most part. But overall, this is a pretty controlled set. Which is going why the three cards that are common, neutral, and A-tier are going to stick out like super sore thumbs. Like, not Bloody Knight. I don't know why I'm showing that. Um, the Nerubian Vizier, which is going to discover spells, uh, along with Pandaren, which is also going to discover spells. So whichever classes happen to have absurdly overpowered spells... You're going to have a fun time facing them when they Vizier and then uh, Pandarian and Porter out. And then for all the other classes, and those classes included, Silvermoon Sentinel is just a bomb. Uh, that also provides uh, stability and can be used as a 3-drop. Um, the, the other Silvermoon, Silvermoon Armorer, is another mini-bomb that will swing the board in huge ways uh, at a one turn earlier than 8 even. And they're just going to kind of dominate the entire meta. Because they are common, because they have offering rate bonuses in the new set, and because the other sets and the rest of this set is frankly just not that good. So, there you have it. That's Knights of the Frozen Throne. Um, where the class cards sort of matter, but not really. And it's going to be a very neutral game centered around really two cards because the 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 nerubian vizier is it's its power is in discovering a spell so you won't look at it and think oh the vizier is doing stuff it'll just be whatever spells uh your class has so it'll feel like silver moon sentinel and silver moon armor are the game and it'll feel that way because they are the game that is what the game is going to revolve around and if you have one early adjustment to make it's probably just to consistently ask yourself, what would I do if they Silver Moon Armor? What would I do if they Silver Moon Sentinel? Until they prove that they don't have these cards. At which point you could like, you know, do other stuff. Um, and if you're drafting, always pick these cards. 
And then, uh, you know, there's no, they're, they're flexible cards, right? There's no such thing as building your deck around one of these cards. Uh, but um, pacing-wise, it means you have to account for these. So no fast decks. Definitely no fast decks. Especially with Street Sweeper in the, in the meta. Definitely no fast decks. Just mid-range, slower mid-range, possibly control. Those are your only options. And uh, with control, you better have some class cards. You better have some class cards to back it up. And those class cards don't really exist in this set. So they better be coming from the old sets. And I looked through some of the old sets. There's not that many class cards that do the controly stuff. So I feel like this is going to be a very mid-range, slow mid-range kind of uh, swingy meta. All right. That is it for me and for this whole entire review. Hope you guys had a good time. Hope you guys got some uh, food for thought. And uh, I'll see you in the next meta on Tuesday. Reminder that stream will be happening Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Friday night, and then you know Sunday night uh, as, as normal. So the two extra streams are Tuesday and Wednesday night. And it will all be me solo. Uh, I don't know when Murps is coming back to streaming. Um, but we will, we will see how things progress. Um, all right. So until Tuesday then, or if you're listening to the podcast until next Sunday, uh, this is Abukta and, um, we'll see you then. Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.